Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm not at the top of a power structure. I am landed firmly in the middle of the workers, even though I obviously yeah, have a yeah. very like fantastic, glamorous job. I'm of service to people I work for. So when there's 16 events in one week, I think to myself, well, A, I've got to do all those events because that's how I get paid. But B, why are we having the Met Ball right now? Why are they making this decision at the top? Like, why are no, why is nobody changing? Everybody said they were going to change. Well, nothing's changed. And so it's annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. Oof. That is a word. And I am excited about our guests. She definitely has thick skin. Um, and she is so inspiring in so very many ways. Sit back, relax. I got celebrity stylist Carla Welsh here. I'm going to ask her, do you have time to style me for $2.27? Because I got to pay these bills right now. Stay with us and welcome to Naked. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice and grow black owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak. Come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Welcome back. It is a new edition of Naked, uh, and I'm excited. I, By way of background, I want to let you all know that when we film or when we record Naked, we usually film or record two to three weeks in advance. And today I am going to talk about something that happened this week currently, and I'm going to connect it with our guest, Carla, in whatever way I can connect it. 
But I want you to know, I am going to address Sage Steele. I've done so on Twitter. I've casually said something on CNN where I was really measured. And I do believe that I have been measured in this topic. Um, And by way of background, again, Sage Steele is um, an anchor at ESPN, a peer, a colleague, someone who does what I do for a living. I worked with her while there at ESPN. I know her. (laughs) She knows me. It wasn't a high and by. We know one another. We know of one another. We know who we think each other is, meaning she thinks she knows me. She thinks she really know who I am. And I think I know who she who she may be. But we both could be wrong. (sighs) I was upset with her comments on Jay Cutler's podcast. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I did not like the fact that she said she didn't understand why Obama, President Obama, identified as black. I'm paraphrasing. You can go back and listen because he was raised by a white woman and a white grandmother, his white mom and his white grandmother. It's it. So she was fascinated by the fact that he allegedly on his senses only checked black. And that hit me for a few reasons. I immediately tweeted lay sigh. You know, my father wasn't around when I was younger and I'm still black. What are you talking about? President Obama and I'll get to Carla in a second, but I got to address this. President Obama is a black man in in society. That saying, if you got to drop you a whole, meaning like if you got an ounce of black in you, people will say you are black. We didn't make that up. Whether he identifies as biracial or not, I, I don't know. That has nothing to do with anything. I, I It's not like he's saying my mom isn't white. I have no idea why someone would be focused on this. But what I do know is that it's inherently wrong to acknowledge that Obama is a black man. When he walks down the street, if he wasn't President Obama and he worked at the local liquor store, Barack, the liquor store owner, would be identified as a black man. They wouldn't walk up to him and be like, is your mom white? Is your dad? Is your your dad black and your mom is white, huh? Uh, Okay, great. His experience is that of a black man. And he said this when he was running for president. He said this. I remember giving him giving this eloquent speech like it was yesterday. So he identifies as a black man for obvious reasons, because that's the way the world sees him and treats him. So the lack of awareness on her part really bothered me. It also hit hard because we have a problem within our culture of black men not being around. I mean, there are a lot of people I know whose parents were not together and their fathers weren't around. I am one of those people. My father is now around, but I understand that's a painful situation and you can't talk about it so dismissively. It's just disrespectful. The second thing is, and this is probably what most people were upset with, is that she said she didn't want to associate with young women who dressed a certain way. She would mentor them if they helped her. And by the way, she wasn't even really referring to young women because on many occasions, she has told people she did not like the way I dress. My skirts are too short. My heels too high. I'm, why am I dressed like this? None of your business. Now back to the mentees. That's the main reason you mentor somebody. I have a ton of mentees. Trust me. If I think they're dressed inappropriately, they'll hear about it. I get at them. If they're listening right now, tell them, Carrie will get at you for what you look like, how you behave, how you present yourself. Whether you want that advice or not, I'll give it to you, but I will not turn my back on you because that is not how you lead. That is not how you lead when you are a brown woman. And I got so furious with Sage because when I used to watch her, before I even started working there, I would see her. I saw her at NBJ once. She doesn't even remember this. 
And I thought, what a beautiful black woman. That's how I identified her. I didn't take the time, my bad, to say, hey, beautiful biracial black woman. I knew she was mixed. But when we see someone, and by we, I mean culturally, when we see someone who who looks like us, who reminds us of our auntie next door or our cute cousin down the street, we're going to say, hey, representation. I like it. And the reason why people are reacting the way that they are reacting to her, namely black people, is because we are protective of our own. Sage was ours in our community. Yes, she is black and white. I'm not disregarding her white mother or her white heritage. None of that is being disregarded. But when we see somebody who looks familiar, we feel proud. We feel good. We feel like we're doing it. If she can do it, I can do it. I know for a fact there were brown girls who looked up to her who said that. And when she decided to say she wouldn't mentor young girls because of the way they were dressed, and we didn't get into the color of it, but if they (laughs) are brown, you really are in trouble. I find that disappointing and it's disturbing. I'm also mad at myself for saying something because usually I keep to myself. I look the other way. And I said what I said, (laughs) which is the name of one of my one of my outlets. I said what I said and I got to own it because there's something about this code of honor where you don't want to talk about your colleagues, but I couldn't let that ride. I couldn't let this divisive language ride. I am pro-black because I am black. I want to see us win, but that doesn't mean I can't be down with white people. That doesn't mean I don't like white women. That doesn't mean I don't like white men. That doesn't mean I don't date white men. That doesn't mean I'm like racist people. Imagine that. Twitter's not a real place, though. I will remind you of that. However, I did get some feedback and, you know, it's the same divisive rhetoric no one wants to hear. And then so I find myself doing this podcast and I was excited about my guest celebrity stylist Carla Welsh when I tell you this woman outside of being the best stylist in the business let's just we'll get to that Carla because you're amazing but let's talk about her heart let's talk about the fact that she wants to do right the fact that her moral compass only points towards doing something good with her platform yes you're gonna make me look good but she's still doing something good I often think to myself because I know it's difficult to have a voice, to lead, to share how you feel. It's difficult. It probably was difficult for Sage. And I'm sure she thinks she's leading. It is difficult, especially if you're a woman. But know that I could not rest with myself if I didn't say something. If I didn't say that's not okay. That's the reason why I'm a journalist. As a kid, I used to point out, hey, that's wrong. That's not right. You shouldn't do that. That's a hallmark of a journalist. Wanting someone to tell their story so things can be heard and done and changed and you can live a life in which you know you're trying to see and represent people fairly. Fairly. And being naturally curious. And I was curious about Carla because I thought to myself, wow, this woman, I love what she does as a professional, but she really truly is putting it all out there and she doesn't have to. White women who don't have to speak up for other people, other cultures, other races, other parts of the world, and they do, that to me is a win because you can easily, especially when you're quote unquote privileged, live in your bubble 
and pretend like you don't know what's going on. You can throw money at the problem, but you don't roll your sleeves up and get involved in the problem. And Carla does that. She's not an activist and she'll tell you that, but she's activated. That's my favorite way to describe her. She's activated. And to me, this is a perfect example of nuance. Nuance is something that has been left behind because social media wants everything to be black and white. I can come out against someone like Sage Steele and then turn around and promote someone like Carla because I'm looking at souls and I'm looking at good hearts. And Carla has a good heart and a good soul. Nobody's perfect, but she has that. Trust me, in abundance. Carla dresses everyone. (laughs) Justin Bieber, his wife, Haley. You've seen her dress Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, She has dressed the likes of everyone. And more importantly, Carla to me is an example of someone who on the outside, you may see what she does for a living and think, oh, well, she lives a glamorous life and she just dresses movie stars and fabulous people and, and this, that, and the third. But there is so much more to what she does for a living. And that is the key here in the world we live in today, in this divisive world we live in. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be rich. You just have to do simple and small acts of kindness. I was asking her, where'd you get this from? Like, you know, when we were taping, where'd you get this from? Why are you this way? And she tells this amazing story, which we are going to share in a second. But then after we did this podcast, she sent me a text and she goes, you know, I was thinking about it. And ultimately, I just don't think it should be a big deal to care about people. Stand up for people. I'm no hero. To me, that is the bare minimum. Hmm. This woman has done amazing things. She's an entrepreneur. She's a mother. She's a wife. And she makes people happy (laughs) when she dresses them. She makes them look good. All the while, she's taking her skill set and using it to do good as well. Outside of her industry, right? Isn't that beautiful? Oof. I go, Carla, how'd you get like this? How you do this? Where do you come from with all this goodness in your heart? And she tells a story that will blow your mind. Take a listen. I mean, the case of this is like an insane story that I've never told anybody. But when you asked me, your team asked, and, you know, I've obviously listened to your podcast and watched and I was like, oh, you know what has made me, me? And I, it kind of like went really back to like, and this is fucking wild. And I've only really in hindsight realized what a wild story this is. Cause it also is like a bit of a dodge the bullet, but not really. So I went, grew up in going to Catholic school and I wasn't a good student. It doesn't like I wasn't a good student. I just didn't give a fuck about school, to be honest, like zero fucks. I had a really smart sister and I was just like the baby and just kind of like whatever. And anyways, I was in grade five and I had a teacher who like, was like, remember you had your first teacher you loved? Yes. Like, you're like, wow, I am a teacher's pet. I am going to just do so well in this. Uh, her name was mm-hmm. just fucking loved her. And grade five at my school was the year you got to go away to camp. And all the older kids were like, oh, you should watch out for this camp counselor to our class. Like he, there's something wrong with him. You can only imagine where this is going, given right. it's school. Yeah. <laughs> We go to this camp and I'm not joking. This man is trying to like wash the boys and is doing stuff that is 
incredibly. It's he's a child. He's a pedophile for Christ's yeah, sake. Gross. Yeah. Bro, gross. And I don't know where it came in where I maybe had the courage or whatever, but I was like, no, we have to say something. And we brought the teacher who I loved all of us into the class, into kind of the woods. And like, this guy was like pulling out shirts and trying to get in bed with the boys and like grabbing, like fucking wild. Right. And like, and I said to the teacher, like, he's a pervert. That was the only word I could come up with. I'm 10 years old. You know what I mean? Like I'm not 10, 10 years old at the time. And she, and I happened to be the one who said it, of course, I don't know why it was me, but it was me. And she turned and she's like, you're all a fine bunch of liars. And this is my favorite teacher who didn't, who was like, this was crazy. She and said, you guys are a bunch of liars. Oh, oh my God, I can still feel it. And we got taken back and the fucking nun came and singled me and one other. I can't remember the other girl who was with. And we weren't allowed to go swimming for the rest of the trip. And I had to sit in a room and do the rosary. Which I don't know if you know the rosary. Is. Yes, it's like yes. Prayer. When you're Catholic, yeah, yeah I, you had to do the prayer. I was just like, first of all, I didn't do the rosary. I sat there pissed as fuck. I was just like, this is crazy. Even like as an eleven year old, I was like, this is kind of wild. And then you just kind of. And I remember the it was the principal of the school, Sister Petronella, who died of Alzheimer's, so she didn't even get to like like realize what she did to like a kid. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I remember being quite mad and just being like kind of crushed by it all, but it gets worse. The story gets worse. So then we go home and everything else. It's the end of the school year. And my parents get a call from the school saying your daughter's promiscuous. I mean, at, at 10 years old. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. You said he's a pervert. Your favorite teacher goes, you guys are liars. You specifically or everyone's a liar? Everybody, but me specifically. So I got like, cause I was the one who delivered the news and rallied the troops. And, uh, and then so instead of like, it's just like amazing to look at power structure. And this is why I am who I am. Cause I look at a power structure and I think you, you guys control everything and you're doing everything you can for yourselves. Right. And we went back and I remember being so humiliated to the point where I, honestly clammed up. And I don't even think I told my parents because like I couldn't even, and I, to be honest, don't even know what my parents did at this point. Cause it was just kind of like chaos. But I remember thinking in that point, you mm. part of my language, everybody I'm please, please I'm cursing. So do I, <laughs> but I remember like just thinking I'm, you're never gonna like, I remember just that feeling and how I completely maybe shut down at that point and really, but at the same time, I think that just like lit me on fire. I was like, you're never going to accuse me of something I didn't do. And that's what, and it just turned wild. And years later, like 20 years later, that teacher called my house looking for me at my parents' house. And my dad's like, Carla doesn't live here. And she's like, this is, I just wanted to call and apologize to Carla. And can I talk to Gay? Gay is my mom my mom's name. And, uh, my dad was like, no, I don't think neither of them need to talk to you. And like, that's one of the best things my dad's ever done. I mean, my dad's done so many amazing things, but he like, was just like, no, no lady. Because she he knew the story. Me. He knew you weren't lying. He knew your mom tried to fight for you. And she wants yeah. to, what did your mom say when they said that about you? When they said you were promiscuous? 
I don't really remember. Like, I think my mom probably just went a little chaotic and was like, what are you talking about? And they kind of tried to paint you as a ringleader. And that's what a power structure does, right? They're like, let's pick on the one and totally try to cover up all this nonsense. And it did come out years later. And obviously we're talking about the Catholic church here, but it was just that abuse, that crazy abuse of power. And I think at that age, I weirdly recognized it. I was like, but it really set me on a bit of a course to be completely honest. Like I didn't excel at school after that. I didn't do anything, but I remember just kind of always coming back to it and thinking, wow, that was really kind of fucked up. And I feel it to this day, almost to a point where I maybe need to let it go a bit because like, if you like say, Carly, you did that and I didn't do it. I might go like off, like totally. That's something that will trigger me. But I remember even after me, some people like, Oh, you got a chip on your shoulder. Why are you always like that? But I could feel like the underdog my whole life. And I'm not an underdog by any means. I'm mean, maybe when I was younger, I was just kind of like, like not a weird, I wasn't a weird kid, but I was just like, again, not into school, not into, I liked sports. I wasn't that good at them. You know what I mean? You're kind of just like cruising through school. But I was like, always like, I'm never not going to help the underdog or be like, I don't know what it is, but so maybe that's where it comes from in a way. Like where I just like, and, and I think I was born with a lot of empathy, to be honest. Yeah. Like I know, and my mom really gave me empathy. My mom has a ton of empathy, but she just always was like, no, you got to stand up for what's right. No matter the cost. But that whole situation, I think really impacted it. And it did, but it is the, the knowledge of like a power structure and abuse of power. Doing what's right is a blessing and a curse. A blessing in the sense that you immediately know inherently when someone is doing something wrong, you will be there to defend, to protect if it hits your spirit a certain way. So I can relate to Carla in that way. As a journalist, um, that is usually the hallmark of a journalist, naturally curious and wanting to make sure something is done in the world that we live in, Make meaning let's do it right. Let's be right. Don't be wrong. Point out what's wrong. Change the world. However, when, when do you stop? Do you stop at all? I asked Carla about motherhood because as you all know on this podcast, I talk about wanting babies. I still do want children. I don't think that's a a crazy thing for me. That's still an option. I don't care what you say. (laughs) And she answers very candidly about being someone who has this very robust career and this spirit to do what is right, right? Because there's an intersection. And then also being a mother and a wife. I mean, good grief, the responsibility of it all. Motherhood is very, very hard for me. Like, and you know, also too, when we're, I have so many clients who I love and I give so much of myself to my clients that sometimes I've run out of stuff to give to the people who I really need to give it to, you know, that's, that's the worst. And and I have real self-realization. Like there's no, I don't really hold any sort of like shiny, like I, I know where my flaws are and yeah. I know where my faults are. And yeah. that's, that's always tough to swallow too. So I don't know. It's like, how do you save the energy too. And, and by the way, like, I think too, if you're a kid who didn't grow up with money, you work from like, like I had a friend say to me, quit working like you're poor. I don't know where that balance is. And, but I'm going to try to find it at the end of this year. 
Carla, by way of background, which I forgot to tell you kids, um, is Canadian. That is also another reason why I enjoy her. I feel like everyone I know from Canada is so kind and so sweet, minus those people at her Catholic school. We won't talk about them. Those adults there were not nice, but her parents are amazing. Um, and who she has become is amazing. And I'm sure she's a great mother. Like, I, I'm absolutely positive about that. But I thought it was interesting being a Canadian. She said she wanted citizenship here. I was like, this this country? Have you seen what we're doing here? Uh, what's going on? Why do you want that? <laughs> and she explains to me some of the obviously practical reasons. But while she doesn't consider herself an activist, I do believe that the fact that she wanted to vote here, right, that was one of her main reasons to vote here in the United States of America tells me a lot about her activation. That's my word for it. I want a global entry and I want it um, to be able to vote because I can participate in so many ways in amplifying and in using my platform and being a huge voice because, and, and also, you know, part of like when I started, this is what styling has also really afforded me, which is amazing was that I had got an opportunity to do all these um, branding things and collaborations. And when I started doing those, that's when I was like, mm, I want to do it a little bit different. So when I did this thing with Levi's, Levi's committed a million dollars to gun safety. And I got all, I got like, 20 amazing women to be in their campaign. And Yoko Ono gave us a song and we did it because I, they did it all for free because they knew Levi's was going to do this. And we gave like a ton of money and all the money went to every town at the time. Um, and so then I realized like, Oh, I'm never going to be like an activist, like, you know, a, a Patrice, like someone who is so on the ground, but what I can do is raise money to get to those people. So, and even like I ran the New York city marathon with Adidas a few years ago and I gave, and this was pre like this last season. I mean, it was like four years ago. So we gave half the money to black lives matter at LA and we give half the money to Planned Parenthood. And so I just realized every time I could do something and I'm honestly nobody, I'm just a fucking stylist. But I was like, if I could ask brands to say, okay, pay me, but then do this. Yeah. That's where, I can actually have total impact. So I wanted to take a step forward. Like I was doing all this stuff and I wanted to be able to vote. When we come back, we talked to Carla about leading. When you lead, it is lonely. I remember uh, I was told, and she said something very similar to this. Um, you cannot shatter glass ceilings without cuts and bruises. You're going to get some cuts and bruises. I've said that on here before. When we come back, we talk to Carla. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with Hey everybody, welcome back. Carla is still here. I am still naked. I'm still hoping she will dress me. I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe she will. Just a shirt, some pants, maybe. (laughs) Take a listen to Carla Welsh. I mentioned to you before um, that Carla is a celebrity stylist, but um, I never really got into the fact that, in my opinion, she is the best that there is in the business. Uh, Voted that numerous times over and over again. Um, And in her world, she often says, well, look, all I do is I just style famous people. I get it. I get it. You don't want to make your job feel like, you know, you're an, you are a neurosurgeon and you're saving lives daily. But I do believe in the world that we live in, everything that someone does, whatever their profession is, whatever your profession is, there is something important to that. Otherwise, it would not be a profession. It is that you are providing a need and a service, as Carla spoke of earlier. She's providing a need and a service. Uh, but what she has done in providing this need and this service, as I hope that you do, I do, we all do, we make sure that no one is left out. It is a very inclusive world that we need to live in. And oftentimes people forget that's exactly what we should be doing. Whatever our profession is, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a woman of color, you better make sure that what you're doing has some level of not exclusivity, right? Because she works with famous people, but being inclusive. And she talks about that in a way in which I find fascinating Yeah, in this this very world of being beautiful all the time and looking a perfect way and being a perfect size. Carla bucks the system and she leads. I will say I was like the first stylist to really ever put a girl on a tax. I did a little year like 12 years ago and I always do it. But that's me copying myself. So you see that a bit. But. I don't really like think a lot like that. And I have worked very hard. Like I'm really like competitive, but competitive in 
away. Like I want to do my best. Like when I, I used to run marathons and do triathlons and I like always wanted to win them. And like, I will run so fast and I'm going to beat whoever I'm running with yeah. in that way. But I try not to feel too competitive about work. Cause I think it just like will kill you. Mm. And I feel like I have really created my own lane for myself. Like I work with people that no one else really work with and I do my own thing and I've done my own stuff so I can be a little more chill about it. If someone wants to do things that are similar to me, go for it. People don't even understand like what, you know, and even like when you have employees, right? And and I remember seeing this great thing. It's like, if you're going to lead, it, leading is very lonely and you've made decisions that are going to benefit so many behind you, right? Because you put your neck out there and you did them, but at the cost to you that it's very lonely and it's very hard. And I, I think about that. Like I think of like decisions I've made and what it's cost me and the hurt that you kind of take because of it. But then I probably have like a pretty hard shell about because I'm just not going to let it take me down. And, you know, I work with this woman who like, you know, cannot, you know, just a private client, but she's like, you know, if you're going to shatter some ceilings, you're going to get cut. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm shattering ceilings here, but like just the work I, I do and the choices I have made in my life, it's like, you've got to, you got to have thick skin and, you're going to be the boss. You really have to have thick skin. I'm laughing because Carla says, you know, she's just a stylist and I'm laughing in a way in which it's not like at her or even with her. I'm like, please just a stylist. There are so many times in my career where I could have said, I can't speak on that because it's probably going to cost me a job or it's probably going to, I'm probably going to lose favor with people who can quote unquote, help my career. Um, and it took a long time for me to just be at peace with that. I even to this day, I, I even as I say this to you now, I'm in the middle of a huge negotiation and I'm like, did I say too much about this? Did I did I tweet too much about that? I I promise you. It is not easy using your voice. So when you hear someone like myself or Carla using their voice, using their platform and whatever small, tiny, tiny pinch of a way to help change and to help bring awareness, understand that it is a tough choice, a choice that needs to be not necessarily thought over or thought about rather over and over again, but it is a choice that we are making deliberately knowing it could cost us something, but at the end of the day, it can't cost us our soul, our spirit. The reason why we know we've been put here on this here planet. Listen to Carla talk about being political and what that looks like in her world. And, you know, when I look back at my career and maybe 10 years ago, when I was starting to work with, you know, a lot of girls who weren't sample size or were on TV as opposed to the movies. And, and maybe sometimes you think, oh, I want a movie star. But then I was like, no, look at the merit in all these women. That maybe we're, are over, we're overlooked by the fashion industry and this and that. And I remember calling Michael Kors and saying, and this was maybe, it's at least a decade ago. Like, you need to actually make me a sample in her size, please, for the Emmy. She's a nom- Emmy-nominated actress. She will probably win. Can you please make something that is going to fit? And I really think I used the top end of my celebrity career to really kind of push the envelope on size 
inclusivity. You know, even like, of course, you look at celebrities and you're still like, oh, they're still like great bodies and thin. But like my girls never fit that mold. They never fit that mold. And so I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of that, you know, I said yes to so many women. And but then what happens amazingly is this like, talk about being naked because you're naked when you come to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> or, or you can have a little screen. It's fine. Uh, but, yeah. No, but you got to come in just like here, just see me as you are. Yeah. And it's like, so there's this crazy and this amazing, not crazy, intimate space that has been created, and this community. Because like, I have like rules. I like a an issue is never an issue. There's no issue we can't work around when you're thinking about your body. And I know I'm there as support as to help you be the best you can be and feel the best you can be when you go and be forward facing. Like I look at our work as like your fashion armor and also to feel amazing. Like generally when someone's doing press, they're, you know, at the end of promoting a project that they put in so much energy to. So it's like, I feel I'm very rewarded by like this kind of close community of really kind of amazing women and a couple guys, but let's just focus on girls mm-hmm. that I work with. Like, and you know, we've all had a great awakening to like what this, the planet and the political system and everything. And so to have like-minded clients and, and different opinions too is so kind of rewarding. And that just, you know, I'm sure there are a million people who at a time were like, I don't want to work with her. She's too political. So the other day I had an opportunity to interview E-40. Stay with me because this will all come back to what I'm trying to talk to Carla about. Um, And he has these great sayings. And one of them is, I started with a pinch. If you're an E-40 fan, you know. A pinch, I started out with very little. I can relate to that. I started out with nothing. And when people literally are self-made, when you come from living check to check as a child, Um, remembering when you didn't have, in my case, more specifically, when my mother didn't have money to go to the grocery market and we had to ask family members for, for grocery money to the lifestyle that I live today, which is nothing but the grace of God. And I'm grateful, but you work so hard. You stay working hard because all you remember is you started with a pinch. Shout out to E40. (laughs) I'm having this conversation with Carla and I, I, She's doing well for herself. Congratulations. Self-made. You deserve it. But I asked if she had any regrets. And I hate that question when people ask me if you have any regrets. I hate it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that out of my book of questions. But the reason why I ask is because women who are so women, specifically women who are successful, who work hard, who have families, there's always some part where we're saying we didn't do right or we wish we'd do this over and over again. That's why I asked the question. And it reminds me of the mentality of still working like I'm poor. Carla gets into it. I am thrilled with the path I have taken. I would probably, um, I would work a little less. Mm. Or I'd work just like, I would have made choices that were a little smarter. Like, did I need to do that job? No, I did not. But again, like it was like working from a point of, survival because also too like i was happening i started really taking off like when the 9-11 happened and you know it was a global collapse and at the time my husband had been you know the majority breadwinner and then his industry completely fell out and so it was like 
as a woman, you know, we had to work four times as much to make the same amount. So it was like, I went into overdrive. So, you know, the do over question for me, I'm just always like, I don't even want to spend that much time on that. Yeah. How do you do it over? It's a, it's a wrap. You wouldn't try. I wouldn't. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You know, I won't ever not stick up for someone because of it. Because of it. Because that was it. I love me some. I love me some Carla, y'all. <laughs> uh, I really do. I at the end of the day, I just love good people whose hearts are pure and they stay authentic, and they win. What a great recipe. What a great way to live our lives. Like good people winning. Good people winning and giving back. Good people trying to change the world in whatever way they can. And it doesn't have to be massive or huge. It could just be small acts of kindness, which is coming on my podcast. Thank you, Carla. You are a true inspiration. You really are. I hope you guys are inspired. And I'll keep you guys posted. I'm about to gather my little 10 pennies. She doesn't take on a lot of new clients, y'all, but I'm gonna just ask her to give me like, just put me in some cute shoes. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna say, hey, Carla, put me in one outfit and I'm gonna wear it once a week. Cause then I can be like, this is my Carla Welsh pick. And y'all can be jealous and I'm gonna be cute and I'm gonna pose on Instagram in 20 different poses and be like, take this, take that, take this, take that. I got a new look, take this, take that. Diddy voice. Okay, kids, we did it. Carla Welsh, I'm naked. I'm about to get dressed. Have a good one. Talk to y'all next week. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.